0: Target Locking on in three, two, one. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time to lock on to your favorite college and NFL prospects powered by the brand that you come to know and trust, Destination Devi. Welcome to the Elite Seekers Fantasy Football Podcast. Now introducing our host... The creator of the Elite Seekers podcast, he goes by the name of Ben Eby. You can find him on all social media platforms, at the Ben Eby. You ready to take flight? We locked on, ladies and gentlemen. Smash that subscribe button. Let's get them trophies brought back to the hotel. Here we go. Hey, what's going on, Elite Seekers? I'm proud to bring you episode 28, and this one is going to be fun. We are going to talk about something that is just a, a huge event when you're looking at high school prospects going into college. That is none other than the 2021 Elite 11 Finals. Yes, it is done. It has happened. We got a lot of information from this one, and I think it is another great opportunity to add to the information that we are collecting. when trying to project the next elite prospects at the NFL level many, many years before, you know, we even really get to see them at that stage. So this is going to be a fun one. I hope you guys had an amazing uh, holiday weekend with friends, family, whoever you hang out with, both in Canada and U.S. It was it was a holiday across the board, so probably a lot of camping going on and and all kinds of things. But uh, yeah, hope you guys had a great one and and really appreciate you coming back, kicking it with us here. I wanted to give you a little time to uh, enjoy that one before we keep rolling into the summer here with just a a ton of news coming in as far as commitments and and again, big time events like the Elite 11 finals that are going to help us find out who the next best thing is going to be. And and that's our job to kind of wade through that. So uh, first off, what is the Elite 11 Finals? You might have heard of it. You might have not. Uh, But what it is, essentially, it starts out with roughly 400 quarterbacks across the U.S. playing and trying to figure out how they can move on in these competitions, uh, where they get evaluated based on how their season went, Uh, And they also get evaluated based on the traits and the drills that they get to compete in throughout the Elite 11 program. And it's been around since 1999. It's it's just a really, really cool event. Starts out with a bunch of regionals around the country and it kind of whittles down until 20 guys this year got invited to the Elite 11 finals and uh, they get to compete to be the Uh, Elite 11 at the end of the day. And that's always fun. You love to see those competitions. They do a a ton of stuff. How do they get into it? Well, it's 50% of their junior season film because these are guys that are going to become seniors. And then it's performance. And it's also 50% event evaluation as well as traits that they show uh, throughout these events and, and different competitions that they get to participate in. And then on the fourth day, they get to go ahead and do a seven on seven competition, which is a ton of fun. You get to see them in in some game situations. So that is huge. It really covers all the bases. Trent Dilfer has been really, really big in this along the way as a head coach. And uh, it's hosted every year, the last few years anyway, at the Nike World headquarters in Oregon so just a beautiful campus there and all of the amenities so these guys get a full experience that they will remember for the rest of their lives you're seeing tons of tweets about it now from a lot of these high school quarterbacks about how much it meant to them no matter if they made the elite 11 or not so you love to see that anything that's all about development and giving the, uh, these guys a, a platform is going to be big especially now that we know college athletes can earn money and be sponsored uh, by different businesses and such. So you love to see it. Just a great thing for them. Now, again, this is just a piece of information. So this isn't the end all be all. If a guy makes the Elite 11 or becomes the Elite 11 MVP, it doesn't mean that he's guaranteed to go to the NFL. doesn't even mean he's guaranteed to be a big time starter at whatever college He chooses to attend. So you got to keep that in mind. Again, we're trying to gather as many pieces of this pie as we can. And then we make our best educated guesses. And that's what it's all about. That is what being an elite seeker means. Because we want guys that are going to project with the highest ceiling. So we're going to take some chances, take some risks here. So let's talk about... The guys that got selected as the Elite 11, again, there were 20 names that made it to the Elite 11 finals, but only 11 of them got chosen at the end of the four days. As, you know, part of their junior season film and performance, also part of their event evaluation and and traits and what they showed from day to day through the three days of drills and then the fourth day with the seven on seven as well. So without further ado, let's talk about those guys. So first off, in alphabetical order, Drew Allar out of Medina High School, Ohio. Devin Brown out of Corner Canyon High School in Utah. Nick Evers out of Flower Mound High School, Texas. Quinn Ewers, a.k.a. the Golden Mullet, out of South Lake Carroll High School in Texas. Kattenhauser, out of St. John Bosco High School, California. Walker Howard, out of St. Thomas More Catholic High School in Louisiana. Cade Klubnick, out of Westlake High School, Texas. Malik Murphy, out of Sarah Gardenia High School in California. Zach Pyron, out of Pinson Valley High School, Alabama. Luther Richardson out of Lipscomb Academy, Tennessee. Ty Simpson out of Westview High School, Tennessee, and Connor Wagman out of Bridgeland High School, Texas. So Texas coming in hot there, finishing with four quarterbacks in the Elite 11. That is incredible. But we know what it's about with football in Texas. It's, it's big time down there. We know these guys are essentially playing College ball if they are at the 6A or 5A levels down there. So just monster, monster schools with, with big time stadiums and fans. It's fun to see if you get a chance and you go down to Texas, you got to catch one of these high school football games. You will not be disappointed. As again, we're seeing here with the elite 11 that have been announced after the competition is now over. So who won MVP? yes. We had a big surprise. I think everybody expected coming in. It was probably going to be Quinn Ewers. Uh, Also, Malik Murphy was a guy that that had been thrown around as a name with tons and tons of potential. But the surprise name was Cade Klubnick, and he – just really was so consistent across the board he is a clemson commit and a big time name so congrats to k Clubnik, uh, an incredible quarterback at this point in the game and someone with truly a high ceiling but we'll talk about him a little bit more later let's get into uh, a couple of my favorite guys from the elite 11 in the hit, target identified knocking on in three two one First up, I want to talk to you about Drew Aller, six foot four and a half, 228 pounds, currently committed to the Penn State Nittany Lions. This is a big kid who will be going into his senior year in high school and already pushing that 230 pound mark. And when you watch Drew Aller, he just has a a natural and very effortless throwing motion. Uh, he's a big guy, so not going to be the most mobile, but he is so comfortable throwing off platform. You got to see that at the Elite 11 finals, and he really just looked so comfortable out there. He's able to rip it downfield. He, he has extreme velocity on the shorter passes, too. And for a guy that's only played quarterback for two years, he previously played other positions. Um, he definitely just has a, a great ability to anticipate and and uh, you know put the ball where it needs to be with great timing. So Drew is somebody. That I think has an extremely high ceiling. Twenty four seven Sports has him compared to Josh Allen. I think he's a little bit less mobile of a version, but I can see it from a size and, and arm and throwing standpoint. And then when you get to see and look into Drew a little bit more, you hear about his work ethic. You hear about uh, what he's been able to do in a couple years at the quarterback position, going from his sophomore to his junior season. Just uh, seeing how much better that throwing motion looks, and and uh, he really looks apart already of an nfl quarterback as far as throwing motion and and just how he commands the pocket moves around with great feet there um and he's a big guy that can go and pick up a few yards and is going to be very durable in his career that's that's going to be a big thing these bigger quarterbacks Can take those hits if need be, and uh, it's going to be okay. You're not as worried about that with Drew. Um, But you love to see what he did. He definitely uh, wasn't a guy that went out there and, and won the Elite 11 Finals, but he looked so comfortable. I think he is going to be a top quarterback Uh, Going forward and eventually he will earn that starting role for the Nittany Lions probably sooner than later. There's definitely not going to be a whole lot of competition at this point. Uh, We're going to see him in in his senior year of high school coming up. But this is a guy I'm extremely high on. He has all of those traits Uh, again the anticipation, the timing, the big arm, the ability to throw off platform. These are all things I'm looking for in an elite quarterback. So let's check him out, see what he does his senior season as far as taking care of the ball and just how he continues to progress with these with these skill sets he's been working on in the offseason. And I think we're going to see a a guy that a lot of schools regret that they did not get in early on the recruiting process and uh, probably see some more offers come in because it is a verbal commitment as of right now. but. Penn State is lucky. I think uh, it sounds like he's completely made up his mind and he's very, very happy to become one of the next Penn State quarterbacks. All right. Another quarterback that is going to stand out on everybody's radar is Connor Wagman. six foot two, 208 pounds out of Bridgeland in Cypress, Texas. This dude is just uh, an absolute gunslinger. He's not the biggest quarterback out there. Although he has a very thick and strong build, um, he definitely looks like a baseball player. And that he is. He is an elite baseball prospect. So something that we're going to have to monitor as we do with a lot of prospects here. But you love hearing about your quarterbacks with that baseball background. I mean, you got guys like Kyler Murray, Russell Wilson, Patrick Mahomes. So a lot of these guys are just have an ability, a really, really unique ability to throw from crazy different arm angles and really put some velocity with with not much effort. Right. Just a a big time flick of the wrist and and move of the arm. And the ball seems to just explode out of their arm. And that's what Connor brings to the table. He's committed to the Texas A&M Aggies. And man, what an offense for him to go in there and run. You think about some of the guys of the past, and he definitely fits the mold of that, um, you know, YOLO life. And and we're going to sling it downfield and and uh, be okay with taking some chances and trusting in your abilities. And that's definitely what he brings to the table. His potential is so high. Um, He is a guy that definitely can compete for a top five NFL draft pick uh, when it's all said and done. I really, really believe that. Uh, He will be eligible for the NFL in 2025, but that's how high I am on this kid. And I think, you know, size-wise and stuff, people look down a little bit on that. But just from a number standpoint, as a sophomore starter in high school, he put up 2,500 passing yards, 27 touchdowns to only three interceptions. And he also added another 729 rushing yards on 121 carries. So just an absolute stud with seven touchdowns there on the ground as well. Uh, and then going to his junior season, he put up 3,800 yards, 42 touchdowns in the air, 11 picks, another 99 rushing Attempts for 581 yards and another nine touchdowns on the ground. So if that doesn't scream massive, massive playmaker, I do not know what does. Uh, But this guy is getting named, you know, offensive player of the year every time he plays for a reason and doing it big in Texas. And that's that's what it's about. So this is a huge get for Texas A&M once they get him to sign on the dotted line there. But Connor is somebody that you have to be. Watching going into his senior season and someone that I'm I'm very, very excited about any school that was going to get Connor is is going to be a, a good fit just because of what he brings to the table and how he can raise the level of everybody around him. But to go to Texas A&M just seems like a really, really good fit for them. It seems like their type of quarterback. And I'm excited. You know, he's stout. He's super athletic. um, You know, just incredible speed. And that's huge. It's it's very evident. He's not going to rush very quickly. Like he's going to go through his reads, which you like to see. You don't want guys to instantly just... Um, run up the field, you know, without taking a look at their reads, unless it is a design play. But um, he flashes just huge, huge potential, and uh, is one of those playmakers that's special. It's either going to go really, 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 really good. Or, you know, it can it can cause some problems. But that's what we're looking for with the Elite Seekers. It is about the ceiling. It is about the potential. And I am all in on Connor Weigman, especially after how he performed, also helping lead his team to the seven on seven finals at the Elite 11 finals. So just a, a great player all around and somebody you have to be watching in Cypress, Texas this year for his senior high school season. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Two, one. Next up, I want to talk about a guy that we have mentioned before on the show, and that's Malik Murphy. The Texas Longhorns commit going to play for Coach Sark and uh, that new look offense and new look team there in Texas. Malik is one of the most polarizing prospects when he steps onto the field at any of these events. And again, he was this time as well at the elite 11 finals. He stands at six foot five, 225 pounds, just a big, big, big 17 year old. And his arm talent is unreal. I really think that, you know, it's probably him and Quinn as far as arm talent in the in the entire class and then. And then it drops off from there. These guys are as elite as they come as far as just their ability to make throws look so effortless and with so much power and velocity behind them. Now, Malik plays for a team where you're not seeing the production. He doesn't have a bunch of Division One receivers around him. And, you know, you might question his line. You might question some other pieces to that. But he is busting his tail and and potential wise. It's crazy. I, I just don't see a ceiling for what he could become. He has, uh, you know, incredible awareness in the pocket. He moves really, really well for a size, not not a dual threat by any means, but he moves really, really well. He's able to throw off platform. And I'm not worried about that. He looked great getting rid of the ball early. Uh, If you check out what he did at the Elite 11 finals, he was extremely accurate. And I think that was an area that has been a knock for him. But again, without high end wide receivers on his high school team. There's going to be some challenges with route running, there's going to be some challenges with timing. You didn't really see that at the Elite 11 finals, and that's what you're hoping for. He's also been typically a more quieter leader for his team, and uh, you know, that can be a knock for some people. But if you checked him out, he definitely brought it. He brought a lot of attitude, uh, confidence, poise, uh, all of the things that you want to see from a high level quarterback, I think. Going to play for Coach Sark is such a blessing for Malik Murphy and for Coach Sark. Really, um, you know, it's going to be a great pairing. Look what look what Sark was able to do with Mac Jones last year, and the ceiling isn't even close. Like Malik just has so much more talent than Mac, um, and Malik is showing that ability to continue to progress and understand these offenses and and get better at timing. And um, you know, if he can continue on the same uh, growth stretch, then the sky's the limit for this guy it really really is and i could see him potentially being the number one overall pick over a guy like quinn ewers quinn yeah much more polished uh, at this point in the game but from a potential standpoint malik murphy is a guy you have to be looking at um you got to be excited if you're a longhorns fan it is it is a big time big time guy that's coming to your school and someone that can help you win a national championship if he can grow into that potential That's what I'm hoping for. That's what I believe is going to happen with Malik Murphy. He is going to uh, really raise the bar with the talent he's going to see around him at Texas. It's going to be fun to watch. So Malik Murphy is my favorite quarterback in this grouping as of right now in this class. And uh, hopefully he'll be someone that will be on your radar now with the show and hopefully in the future as well as he continues to um, just go up and up and up and up. You know, sky's the limit, as I said earlier. Malik Murphy, big-time potential. Head, target Nothing on three, two, one. Now, this is going to be my last quarterback we're going to talk about from the Elite 11 Finals. And you probably thought you were coming here and you're going to hear all about Quinn Ewers. And yes, Quinn is a stud. He deserves his ranking atop the board. But I got the guy who seems to be Quinn Ewers' kryptonite. And that is who I want to talk about. That is your Elite 11 Finals MVP. We're going to talk about Cade Klubnick, a Clemson commit, six 6'2.5", 186 pounds out of Austin, Texas. And he is now a two-time 6A Texas state champion. Guess who he beat in the championship. Yes, he beat Quinn Ewers' team. And uh, man, this guy knocks off Quinn Ewers at the Elite 11 finals. So you're starting to see a trend here. Kate Clubnick, you know, he wasn't on my radar. Like he, he is a guy that has been really solid, but he wasn't high up on my list. But now I have to be paying attention with what he did at Elite 11. He was a top three finisher each day through the drills, uh, looked great in seven on seven. And someone that just zips the ball has incredible deep, deep touch. And uh, oh, my goodness, this guy, he he's special. I really think he's special. He is an ultra competitor uh, across the board. You get to see it a lot on his film. That was one thing that stood out. He is a guy that is a fierce competitor. And you got to see that on display throughout each of these competitions. But what I liked about him is he's so poised and just Um, You know, he's very confident and he's very much about his business when he's on the field. So uh, you love to see it. I think he uh, allows Clemson to go into what they would have done with Trevor Lawrence. He's that type of uh, of quarterback. He's not crazy as far as wheels, but he's got. Great enough feet and legs to um, really pick up yards where he can. But just his accuracy, both deep and, and on the shorter routes and his timing are, are incredible. And that's why he he was able to win so many of these competitions and really come out of nowhere. I mean, he he led from start to finish in this elite 11 uh, finals competition over the four days. And that's what you want to see. I, I know that Clemson has to be excited about uh, about Club Nick coming in. And you should be, too, if you are a Clemson fan. Because this guy gets it, so put Cade Klebnik on the radar. Coming in as your Elite Eleven Finals MVP, he's special, man. He is special, and I think you'll you'll continue to see some of these offers come in. um, You know, and see if schools can try to steal him away. But he seems like a pretty hard commit as far as uh, Clemson goes. So, going to be an exciting one. Pay attention to uh, what he's able to do in his senior year, as with the rest of these guys. But. Thank you for checking us out this week. I want to end it, as always, with the quote of the show. So let's get right into that. Underdogs adapt, evolve, and become winners because of their preparation, heart, execution, and the relentless attitude that the game will not end any other way. That's by Ty Howard. And thank you to Kate Clubnik for that one because... Man, that's what he did. He brought the the preparation, the spirit, the fight that you need to knock off someone that is always talked about as the top quarterback. And uh, whether it be in, in your job and in, in competition of any sort, doesn't matter if you're the underdog, you got everything in front of you and, and you just go after it, stay focused one step at a time. And give it all you got and then see what happens. So I appreciate you guys. This was episode 28 and our first one of July. So Let's keep going and uh, let's let's have a fun summer. I'm here with you guys. Going to be a lot of commitments coming up, but we had to talk about the Elite 11 Finals because there's some big time names for this 2025 NFL Draft eligible class. We're going to see these guys in their senior high school season, hopefully without COVID causing any issues because that allows us to uh, get some more consistency as far as info goes. And that's what it's all about. So whether you're a fan of one of these teams or whether you're playing in Debbie or C2C format, Hey, we're here for you. We always got you. And that's all I got this week. Elite Seekers out.